Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Are you leaning on crutches like caffeine and sugar because you're dragging ass? Are you fired up or just getting by? And what if your external life challenges, your job, relationship, whatever, are not the things that are killing your mojo? Sean Phillips is back to discuss the hidden monster that's devouring the lives of more good men than ever. We're talking about low testosterone and the simple ways you can turn it around. Welcome to The New Man. Today we're talking with Sean Phillips. You guys know him. He's the creator of The Full Strength Shake. He's the author of Strength for Life. He's the creator of Focused Intensity Training. He's just the all-around badass. Um, thanks for thanks for being back here, man. Thanks for coming back and talking to us. Trip, man. It's great to be on. It's just great to hear your voice. I mean, I have been uh, listening to the shows, taking them in. So, God, I just love that Laird Hamilton show. That was awesome. Yeah, you like that one, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. Well, you know, I think he's in my age range, you know, the wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are you guys even look alike. You guys could be um you guys could be brothers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going any big wave though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know what? That'd be kinda cool to see you guys like kinda going, you know, a little like a little circuit and see you guys go head to head. I wonder what 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 would that be like? Yeah, some crazy stuff, man. I tell you what, I, I hear, I've been invited out to train with him a couple of times. A buddy of mine, Rick Rubin, trains with him and Wildman, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got Rick started in the health kick about five, six years ago, and he's been killing it. So it's nice. He's hooked up with Laird. Laird's really got him, got him in shape, man. Good, good. I saw Rick on the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. He's looking a lot leaner. It, yeah, he's, isn't he? he's still got. He's still a hair farmer, but he's looking. He's looking <laughs> way better than he did, you know, ten years ago. Oh, I know, I know. And he struggled so hard to get it going. And uh, I know, I, I think uh, last year in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something, I'd send him, or I don't know what it was, I sent him a text, you know, and he was on. I was like, dude, man. He goes, yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm like, it's just, it's crazy to see him like that. It's awesome. It's good. Well, you know, hopefully he'll stick around a lot longer and keep making, help, help helping folks make good music, so. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. All right, well, we're talking about, we're going to be talking about hormones today. We're going to be talking about testosterone. And I keep getting peppered with this subject. I don't know for the last couple of years, and I and I just it didn't sink in with me. I just thought it was, it just seemed kind of fringe level. I didn't I didn't get why it was important. 
Um, and then I started seeing these ads on TV, and, he, and I think even Saturday Night Live did like a joke about it. Like, um, you know, if, we'll, <laughs> you if this cream somewhere gets near your daughter, like she's going to start growing back hair. And I was like, why was anyone doing this stuff? You know, it was uh -huh. just crazy. But it, it seemed, you know, I've been getting your stuff and reading more of it. And and uh, John Romanello was on the show, and he he was he was beating the drum around this. And I just started to realize that if a guy's hormones are out of whack. He's going to think that it's his life that's screwed up. He's going to yeah. think that it's his job, it's his wife, it's this, that. And those, he may have some challenges in those areas. I'm not dismissing that. But the, the low testosterone or the low growth hormone are going to just influence how he sees his world and how he actually, and more importantly, how he feels. So give, me, give, me, give us an idea of who we're talking to and, and what this guy's going through if his hormones are out of whack. Well, I think you said it real well. It's a perspective or a lens. I mean, I, I, I liken it a little bit to something we all know, which is the difference between being fatigued and being low energy and looking at your world through a certain lens and then having high energy the next day. So there's a certain like willpower, capacity and, and positivity that comes or is lost through low energy. When you have low energy, you, you can feel so overwhelmed. You think, man, this, I, don't have, I don't have a prayer in the world. I'm going to get my ass kicked in this thing. There's nothing I can do. Then you get eight hours of sleep and wake up the next day and go, what the hell was I thinking yesterday? Yeah, you right? get a good meal in you. You, you, yeah. know, you have a little sex. Like, hey, things are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I can do this. I got, I got this. I got this. Well, imagine that feeling that way every day gradually for years and years and years. And you get to the point, like I like to say, guys, when I ask a guy, you know, kind of profiling, you know, um, to see if they have low T, it's like, you know, do you kind of feel depressed, but you're too depressed to give a shit about it? You know, that's I mean, pretty depressed. That's the, that's the like, oh, why bother? Like, just yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's really kind of a sense of, and there really is, you know, you don't want to overplay this kind of depression thing, but it's a subtle chronic state of, you know, almost a, a, a hopelessness or a sense that guys get. And I think you said it, I like the lens thing. So I look at my world and it just seems like I've got problems and I've got overwhelm. Now, it's not enough to say that, you know, life gets that way as we get, you know, towards this, I call the middle third. I didn't like the second half life. So I called it the middle third of right. life. So you get into that late thirties through your forties. So somewhere, you know, I like to tell guys, I don't care if you're 18 or 48 or 58, you know, if you haven't had a good blood test, get a blood test now. I mean, if you're 18 or 25 or 26, you get a baseline, you know, where your numbers are at, you know, you know what your T is at. But um, if you don't know, you get, you need to know, because I think guys just need to know what's going on inside because, you know, we do live in a world, uh, you know, and I recognize this years and years ago. I mean, I used to talk about it when I was in my twenties, I say, you know, someday, you know, someday we're going to understand what, you know, low T means to men and andropause and other things, because, you know, I had the unfortunate experience of having to experience it in my youth, you uh -huh. know? Well, I think that's the thing is that it's not just a thing that happens in your late thirties and, and beyond this. That's, it's actually happening to younger and younger guys. Is that right? Well, well, it's very true. I mean, you know, we're seeing, you know, I did a talk with, um, you talk about the cartoonish, you know, style of some of this stuff, which is Dr. Life, the guy who's 75, it looks 35 kind of deal, right? That's a freaky photo, that guy in the back of the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's an old body for lifer, right? <laughs> is he? Yeah. I, it's kind of scary, though. It's like somebody, looks like somebody photoshopped some guy's head onto this d other dude's body. But he's real. He's for real. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's for real. I mean, I <laughs> I, I probably was uh, talking with him a year ago. I was out in Vegas and I visited. And so when I sat down and talked with him, you know, and like I say, I've known him for 15 years, you know, so he's an old friend. And, you know, what? what's surreal for me in talking to him is that he communicates 
you know, like a peer, like he's in his 30s or 40s. He's sharp. He's astute. He's clear. He looks great. He looks fit. And, you know, only when you walk away, do you realize you were just talking to a 75 year old Hmm. and you didn't have to talk louder or slow your speech down or something weird, right? It's not just the body stuff. It's that he's actually embodying what it's like to feel younger and the hormone. You're saying that the hormones are what are really the 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 the, the uh you know the the point of the spear on this yeah yeah they're they're the dog that wags the tail i mean mm-hmm. they really do have i mean it is a huge influence you know and the fact is that we've known something about female hormones for 30 or 40 years whether we what we knew was right or not we at least had respect and appreciation for them right. you know to me the testosterone's been treated like you know the crazy ant in the basement we've been scared to death of testosterone right well i think uh, ken wilber called it the fuck it or kill it hormone like it's basically (laughs) you and if you watch young boys out on the playground it's kind of like they're just full-on kill it mode but uh (laughs) well and and then the thing about the testosterone is that um clinically it's been proven that a man with healthy testosterone not high super high testosterone healthy testosterone levels is less likely to be anxious depressed cranky or hostile a low testosterone male is more like a scared dog who's a rabid dog is going to bite you you don't know when they're going to react they're going to overreact right wow so this just comes right back to if your hormones are out of whack you're looking at the world through this lens of i'm not okay the world's not okay you yeah, know, yeah. I, things are not safe. I don't know where things are going. I'm going to be anxious. And I, it, I could just imagine that one of the last things he's going to think is maybe my hormones are out of whack and this is why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. I mean, it's really not something that's going to become clear. Now you get into this craze where, you know, I mean, I, I could see uh, a few years back that this was going to be the next movement and anything that catches on. So, you know, when things are being over advertised and oversold and overhyped and all right. this stuff that somewhere at this is a kernel of truth. Right. Right. Well, I think that was one of the things that pushed me away is I just saw it as another fad. You yeah, know, here's another you- fad. But, and then I wasn't interested in, in, getting the people talking about, okay, let's take another doctor so their doctor can prescribe them something else that they don't really need or maybe that isn't going to do it. But that brings us around to what you're going to, what we're going to talk about today, lifestyle induced hormone suppression, or basically how they can correct it through their lifestyle choices. Well, that, that's exciting for me. I want to read something that you threw, you, 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 you sent me an email and, and uh, this was quoted in there. It says, researchers in the US are finding testosterone levels to be substantially lower by about 15 to 20% than they were 15 years ago. No, so Scandinavian studies show similar declines and in younger men too. A man born in 1970, for example, had about 20% less testosterone at 35 than a man of his father's generation at the same age. So are those legit numbers or can we so what we're saying is that from generation to generation as the newer generations don't have as much uh, testosterone as, as, say, the fathers and grandfathers. Is that what uh, this is saying? Yeah, it's very legit. I mean, this, the science, I mean, I talked with Dr. Life about that, too. The science, even worldwide, is showing a decline. And a lot of this decline, you know, I mean, there's there's so many things to attribute it to. I mean, let's go back to something very primitive and very simple, which is right or wrong that a man in the 40s or 50s was either a soldier warrior or fighter or battler or somewhere, but he was truly having to play this role of a hyper-masculine man, right? Mm-hmm. And and we know simply from research that even a physical stance, your body language, change your body language will elevate your testosterone. Wow. Yeah, there's a TED talk out there by a woman named Amy Cuddy who did research and said, stand like this, stand like a warrior, go like this for 10 seconds, you know, flex yourself <laughs> and grunt a little bit and your testosterone goes up 20%. Will you get back hair too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the women will. 
<laughs> but but you know, I well, mean, what's so going on here? I mean, why is this happening? Why why is on a generational, like almost this global level, why are we losing testosterone earlier in our lives? Well, you know, let's look at there's there's a number of, of major factors. So you look at women or men, men are having to be more, you know, we've got to be a softer, gentler man. So there's more of a of an homogenization between the sexes, right? So we're not being just a pure man, masculine. You know, I think masculinity and you're helping redefine it into a more evolved sense, but during this last 20 or 30 years, the movements become, you know, kind of distorted. So that that plays a role in it. But really, if you look at the environmental factors, the pollutants, the BPAs and the plastics, the waters, the endocrine disruptors, I mean, you know, I mean, I've seen studies, you know, you know, having lived some time in Boulder, you know, Boulder Creek, you know, the fish are all turning female, right? I didn't know that, I, but that sounds good. Is that going <laughs> to? It's, it's not. It's not good long term. It seems like short term for the for the two male, masculine fi- men male fish left. It's These good guys time. are loving it. They're like, is it yeah. just me, or are there just more chicks around? Okay, there's more chicks. It's hot, man. And I'll tell tell his friend turns into a female. So anyway, you know, if you look at birth control, you know, pills, overprescribed birth control pills leaks into our water system. Our water system ground water, everything becomes, you know, because the water filtration systems don't take out the hormones. All right. So there's a bunch of stuff, you know, definitely some environmental stuff. But I I think what this is really coming back around to what I I was reading from you is that this is, we're also making lifestyle choices that are having a huge... Yeah, talk Life. about that. Talk about yeah, the yeah. lifestyle stuff. I mean, stuff. chronic stress, cortisol, chronic stress is going to drive it down. Too little sleep, sleep deprivation, deprivation directly affects your hormone levels. Um, too little intense exercise, too much sugar. Sugar, you know, I've seen the studies and I've shared some of those with you that, you know, 50 grams of sugar will drive testosterone down 25% for six hours. Wow. I mean, it's devastating. How many 50 grams of sugar? That's like a piece of candy or something. Like, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a chocolate bar, you know, it's okay. a, a candy bar, it's a Gatorade, it's, you know, um, too much alcohol, especially beer, low fat diet, statin drugs, you know, your cholesterol lowering drugs will lower your, you know, because cholesterol is what forms your hormones. Too little quality sex. So, sex on the upside, not porn sex, but real sex, right? Right. You know, um, you know, so you got the environmental aspects, you've got nutritional aspects, but you've got a qualitative lifestyle element in here. So what I did is I looked at this thing and I said, you know, I've been studying this stuff for a long time and I'm, I'm a big fan of guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. I didn't know. Well, I, didn't, I knew it went so far, but how far? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of guys. I'm a big champion for guys. Not, not in the fish kind of way. Okay. Not in that Boulder Creek kind of way, but that, well, I thought uh, this was the day you you wanted to tell us something else. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, current, you know, go there. Um, no, so, but but you know, I really, you know, so ever since I you know turned the forty magical forty, I've been really driving for how do men get back on top right. because I I hate seeing guys you know fall apart, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it sucks. I mean, well, I don't, I don't, I'm scared of falling apart, right? So that, that's that's part of what's driving this is like, what keeps us, what's not just as us, you know, kind of troubling along, but thriving, you know, what's, what's the key to having us thriving? Yeah. So. And I think it's, it's really, if you look at everything, it, let's say, let's say that it, you know, whether it's supplementation or clinical hormone replacement therapy or something like that, how would you even know if it's a requirement if your lifestyle is broken? And even if you went to a doctor and he replaced your testosterone with, with a pharmaceutical testosterone, if your lifestyle is broken, it's still going to break. You in, know, in the, in the lifestyle you described was how, like most of the guys that I talk to, 
that are over 40 are, are struggling with like like not enough sleep. They're stressed out and they're not really having all the sex they want to have. They're not exercising. They're eating too much sugar. They're having too much alcohol. It's like, that's them. That's, yeah. that's the yeah, guy. Yeah. It's, a, it's type A American man. So your type A American man's getting his testosterone pounded down around everywhere he, where he wants it and losing his type A edge and his capacities and then making up for it, dealing with his stress through too much alcohol, having more stress, creating more stress in his life. And I mean, there's nothing going to create stress in your life like having low T. Right. Well, that it, it seems like that's where we get into this spiral of like, I feel like crap and I see where this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, I feel less like a man than I used to I, I, and I don't see it getting any better. So it's, it just kind of compounds itself. Well, and you get this, I mean, guys, you really see it happen. It starts to set in. They get that kind of puffy weight. They get the weight around the midsection, the belly, you know, belly fat. I hate the term belly fat, but it's, it's what, you know, it's around their midsection mm -hmm. and you know, all the fat in our body holds estrogens. It releases more estrogens. It kills our tea. And, and so, you know, when I started looking at this whole thing and looking at what do you need to do? I mean, I, it's, it's, you've got to get some sort of lifestyle makeover. You've got to be aware and change the way this goes. You know, I mean, you, we talk about um, the different things you see happening. I mean, I mean, I don't think you can say enough um, about the the difficulty we have at the endocrine disruptors in this world. I mean, I I saw the other day that, that what is that? What's an endocrine disruptor? An endocrine disruptor is something in. Um, they're often in lotions or topical things. They we'll get them in our waters too, and other things. The endocrine disruptor either mimics an estrogen, to activating an estrogen or female estrogen in our body, or blocks a testosterone molecule. So they're 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 chemicals that disrupt our ability to handle our own natural hormones. Is this a conspiracy? Yeah. <laughs> it, it may be. It may be because you know you notice the girls are getting mature at age 13 these days and the boys are not maturing at all. Oh man. I don't want you to know, talk about that. I got a daughter. All right. Yeah, I know. Well, and it's it's so it's no better for either sex. But, no, uh, no, it's not. I mean, I saw a piece of research the other day that um, prepubescent males, and this happened in the University of Colorado, were getting gynecomastia, which is basically an excess amount of estrogen where they started to grow breasts at age 13 from tea, tea tree oil and lavender. Man tits at, at age 13? Yeah, from tea tree oil lotions. Who's wearing tea tree oil? Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's another I mean, it's, question. It's, but. it's just in their stuff. But I mean, <laughs> so the point is like, you know, one of the things I get when I'm out, you know, because I road cycle a lot these days and it's like, you know, when I'm out cycling, it's like, sometimes it's like, I, I call it the clean and fresh America disease, clean and fresh and weak, right? We have so many scented soaps and lotions and these things they put in dryers that bounce or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. And all these things get in our clothes. And like I'm riding up a hill, I'll be a quarter, half mile behind some guy in front of me. It smells like, you know, smells a dryer good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it smells good if I couldn't, if I could not get how weak it was making him. Of course, as I pass him, thank God, right. because he's so damn weak from all this stuff. So it's the toxins we have in our world. I mean, it's the, you know, everything contributes to it. So you got to think about it. If, if, if one of the remedies for this is one of the, is to actually put something on your skin and it's absorbed through your skin, what are the, what are the things that we're already putting on our skin? How are they impacting our body? I think that's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. It's what I'm hearing is what are you putting on your skin that you don't need to put on your skin? Or do you know what you're putting on your skin? Mm -hmm. Are you using scented lotion crap? Do you have a lot of shampoos full of all kinds of stuff? So everything that gets put on your skin gets absorbed. So you've got a broken lifestyle that you're hammering to death by putting on um, shampoos that are further hammering your tea, right? 
man, I, I'm, just, I'm getting scared now. I feel like I'm watching Fox News or something. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> I don't think I could go in my bathroom anymore. Well, and it's 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 just making. You know, and I don't want to be one of those guys that, that gets the the fear of food or the fear of this out there because right. I'm a rational guy, man. Like I, you know, I believe everything in in reasonable moderation. I mean, you make macro changes and don't worry. You know, I don't I don't pro, uh, obsess over the the details of a lot of stuff. You know, like I mean, I make organic health food choices. I eat healthy. I do healthy things, right. and then I don't get caught in the minutia. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's zoom out a little bit because I can imagine this already seems overwhelming to the guy. If, if he's already suffering from low T, then he's life's sucking for him. Okay. Yeah. So so we got to lay out a process that um, is something like you know I want him to be like I can do that. You know, even if I just take a little chunk at a time, that's something that I can do, and I know that I'm going to get better and better and better. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more energized. I'm going to feel more like myself again by doing that. So what's the thirty thousand foot view? of this process that that actually addresses the lifestyle um, so that we can we can turn this hormone suppression around. Well, first thing is 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 you know be attuned to it and be aware of how are you feeling, where is your T at, and I mean I really think every guy should have a you know not a cholesterol score as much as a T score, right? And but 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 I've heard that nobody really knows what normal is on this. Like there's the 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 normal zone is like from 200 to 800 on this scale. It's like, well, what's normal? So is it just to get a baseline and see if he's going well, up or down? I think I think you you need to know for a baseline, and it's good to know where you're at. I think I think that's that's proactive healthcare management, but also being aware of where you are. Um, energetically, how you're feeling and look for the symptoms. I mean, look, look for symptoms. So I would tell a guy, look for symptoms in your life, right? You know, are you, are you feeling these things like, you know, gradual weight gain? Are you feeling lethargic? Are you feeling slightly depressed? Are you falling asleep in the afternoons? Is your sex life sucks? You know, you're relying on Viagra. Do you need coffee to get going every morning? Um, you know, do you feel like you want to go to sleep right after dinner or during dinner? Right. Mm hmm. You know, so those are kind of symptoms to start being aware of. But that's that's an awareness thing because that's not even I don't care even if you have moderately decent testosterone. If you're a guy and you correct your lifestyle, you're gonna have great testosterone. And that's really the call. I mean, let's just go for a great life, you know? And I mean that's hormones inside out, everything. Do you think um Laird Hamilton would know if he was suffering from low T? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's got a lifestyle that's is perfectly designed for high T. He does have it. He does have that. So let's 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 zoom out again. And you, so, what is that process? What's what's kind of the you know we we just start to paint the pictures. Does he have to become a gym rat. What's what does he got? What's what's this guy looking at doing if he wants to turn his his uh, and go for that great life where the the side effect is great testosterone levels. Um, get the crap out of your life that's killing you. I mean, it's just a simple list. You just get it out of your life. So I like to start with a, with kind of a 14 day reboot, like a short two day, two week thing, you know, so I don't make people move into a whole lifestyle thing, but you know, what I have found in my experience is getting, getting guys for 14 days, say, Hey, for 14 days, can you get the sugar out of your life? I mean, eliminate everything that's got sugar in your life. Get rid of alcohol for 14 days. I'm not saying you have to become, you know, a card carrying AA member. I'm just saying, get rid of it for 14 days. Mm -hmm. um, get rid of the pastas and any grains in your life that are, you know, and go to a kind of more of a, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pro evangelical paleo, but more of a paleo lean and green eating style. Right. Right. You know, um, 
try and get you rested, you know, move into some sleep cycles, get some sleep, figure out what's affecting your sleep. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're getting two cups of coffee at 5 p.m. and having a little trouble sleeping, you know, you know, hello, uh, Sam, <laughs> right? You know, huh. didn't put move. that one together, right? Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't connect those dots. <laughs> it's like the guy that says, I had a really hard time meditating after I drink a pot of coffee in the morning. It's like, no shit. No, no shit. It's like getting on a horse and kicking him in the ribs. So. Yeah. Woo. Um, you know, and then really... You know, I, I can't say enough about the importance of strength training. It's one thing to, you know, we know that, you know, I mean, I cycle these days and I strength train. So, you know, I understand, you know, in the power of endurance exercise and I like running and I like that stuff. But, you know, I don't like running, but I understand the, the importance of people needing to jog and do endurance exercise. But intense training, intense interval training does so much for your hormone levels, your positive hormone levels, your so strength training as an aspect. And that doesn't. That could be, you know, at home's push-up, bodyweight exercise. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Go one run wind sprints for intervals on on hit, you know, high mm -hmm. intensity interval training. That high intensity interval training will do more for boosting your growth hormone and your testosterone. Another thing that, that the strength training aspect does for people because so much of this revolves around managing your insulin levels, which is why changing your diet, right? Mm -hmm. So we know what insulin is because we hear a lot about diabetes today, you know, and diabetics and all this pre-diabetes and all this, all this is from too much sugar and tired pancreas and bodies that can't handle it. Well, insulin is ultimately the master control hormone. When insulin's up, your growth hormone is in the tank and your testosterone's in the tank. If you can master your insulin, which means get your blood sugar and insulin levels under sane control, um, you master everything. everything and what is, sane, what is sane control? How do I know if I'm doing that? You're not eating the things that are sh shooting it up all day. You're not in this craving mode. When you're when you're on an insulin blood sugar roller coaster, you're going to have high energy spurts, low energy sinking. You're going to crave a lot of stuff. You're going to feel exhausted a lot. Um, when you get your insulin under control, eating more of this paleo diet, when you're taking in foods that aren't jacking your blood sugar and insulin levels up, mm -hmm. you're going to get steady energy all day. You're going to get more focus, more sane energy. I mean, this, this is just getting yourself. Um, if you take if you're a person that's been eating sugars um, and really struggling with, uh, you know, the foods or eating some junk foods or processed foods, you pull those things out of your diet, you're going to have both energy difficulties and cravings because that's how you've been falsely jacking your energy up. It's a, and, it, and it can be addictive, too. Like the body gets into that cycle where it's, it feels like it can't function without that stuff. I mean, it truly, I mean, it absolutely is addictive, you know, both just physically because it's stimulating it. They're stimulatory. They are stimulants. So mm -hmm. you're, you're pulling a stimulant out of your life and replacing it with a nourishing and nourishment doesn't feel as good as stimulating. You know, if you get used to getting jacked up by poking a pin in your finger every couple hours, stop poking a pin in your finger and you're going to really feel withdrawal. Right. <laughs> you know, but well, it. I'm trying to think here. So your your 14 day thing, well, was that long enough to get a taste of this? What is the 14 day? I, you know, we talked a lot about this in base camp when you've been on the show to talk about strength for life and base camp is, is awesome. I don't know how many guys that I've talked to that have done base camp and they're like, holy crap, I actually feel better. I did less. I slept more. And, you know, I just made some tweaks here and there. And I'm, I feel like with less energy, I'm able to feel much, much better, you know, less having to output like effort. But by doing, you know, that I, I've been able to feel a lot better and have these more of a, of a, um, a plateau of energy. 
instead of these spikes. Um, is 14 days enough? Is it just a taste? What, what's, what, what good does well, that do him? And that's, that's exactly it. I think you just, you just nailed it with the base camp thing. I mean, this is where all my experience comes from, which is the, you know, the reboot process. Right. And so what happens in the 14 days, you know, whether you be at 12 day base camp or the 14 day reboot is, um, you get the taste of it, but that taste of it gives you that sense of hope, positivity, and wow, if I can feel this much better right now, what can I do if I, if I alter my lifestyles? I mean, the reality is if your lifestyle is inclusive of a lot of these things that we've talked about which are going to hammer your testosterone and hammer your life at some point you're either going to be forced to change them or you're going to choose to change them mm -hmm. you know you're not going to you're not going to live an excellent high vibrant high quality robust life into your 40s 50s and 60s by eating twinkies three times a day right i mean it ain't happening it just ain't happening so what i'm saying with the 14 days is let me give you something that can reinforce the possibility of how great you can feel. Okay. All right. And I like that. I, what I like about it is it lowers the bar. I can imagine this guy's listening to this and he's like, I got to change my entire life. What are you kidding me? And it's like, no, just 14 days. Give this yeah. a shot. See how you feel. Um, and, and so in addition to clean eating, in addition to getting more rest, in addition to uh, some intense exercise, and you, and you go over that in your in your programs as well. Um, what else? What else would would be good for him to do over this fourteen days? Well, and I like over the fourteen days. Like I, you know, I think that you know one of the you know hallmarks of of sanity in in a crazy world these days is really take up some sort of mindfulness practice. And I'm not talking you don't have to spend your life on a cushion, just like you don't have to spend your life in a gym. But even if you can do a five or ten minute a day, you know, breathing mindful meditation, some kind of practice, because if we're talking about the powerful impact of cortisol and stress and the insanity and the way it drives us. And, you know, it's not just the cortisol, which is hammering your life, your livelihood, your confidence, your cells, aging you, um, shutting down your insulin, shutting down your testosterone. Cortisol is, 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 is you know, the death cocktail. I mean, it's da nasty it's stuff. Yeah, it is just, news. it's the worst, man. And, you know, it's not just that. It's that the stress is going to drive us also to drink our wine, to relax ourselves, to eat foods that, that distract us from the difficulty. So ultimately, some mindfulness practice, you know, you know, even if it's your strength training becomes your mindfulness practice, but some breathing practice, some gratitude practice, small things we can do. I also like to give guys a list that says, you know, you don't, you don't have to go through and throw away everything in your bathroom and everything else. You don't have to get into some fear model, like everything's killing me. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, really, but, but how many things, one of the things I've, I've noticed in base camp is when I ask people to get the sugar out of their life, they, you know, if you ask them, they think they can do it. Then you, you, you have them go through the list of what it really means to get sugar out of their life. They don't realize five or six things they're eating. They have sugar in them. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you give a guy a list that says, look, just pay attention. To what's the toothpaste you're using? What are you doing for lotions? What's your shampoo? Are you just making reasonably healthy sound choices? Are you using fucking Prell? Mm -hmm. Or or head and shoulders or some <laughs> toxic shit, you know? I mean, I mean this. I mean, I see these commercials for like pro athletes using head and shoulders. Like, are you shitting me? They still make that stuff because <laughs> you can use it to like clean everything off your engine too. I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I exactly. I mean, get a brush and and clean the oil pan out. I mean. Right. What is this stuff? I mean, you know, there are better choices today. I mean, and it's just, you don't have to be an evangelist or, you know, a 
cardboard carrying, sign carrying, you know, let's save the forest just to not use um, Crest toothpaste. Right, right. Well, I, you know, I, I like that you put that in there because I think that, I think I resisted this. When I moved out to, out to Boulder, you know, it was like I was inundated with this lifestyle. There was this, you know, bubble that you move into yeah. where it's like, what? You use Crest? Oh my gosh. Like it was like yeah. to- toxic waste or something. And it was like, it, it, but I, I suddenly got why I would want to be healthier and why I would want to make healthier choices. And it's been this ongoing process for years. You know, it's just been this tweaking of things. You start with one thing and then, hey, that feels good. I wonder what else would what I could do that would feel better. And so, but I remember at that time when I was introduced, that I wanted to push back and be like, screw you. And I would go and have my wings and, uh, yeah. and you know, a pitcher of beer and like, screw all you guys. I'm going to do yeah. this stuff. But, but it was Hell just yeah. like, well, what is, what's really making me feel better? And then I got excited. I was like, well, this, this is working. I actually feel like I'm getting better. And then um, I was looking for those opportunities to even find, you know, even other ways to, to, to feel better and more like I was thriving. And I still feel that. I'm always just curious, like um, what that would be. So, um, well, and I, I so am with you and I so connect to that because I am, you know, I'm a long ways from, from living in a, you know, the, the bubble, you know, I mean, I, you know, I still have, you know, I, I, you know, I sneak a little crest now and then. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. Are you, are you a crest junkie? No, you know, just sneak a little. Like, <laughs> just I, driving I, around town I, and getting some crest. <laughs> I have a tube here and there, you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to brush my teeth with that stuff. You know, it still kind of feels mini fresh, you know. I it get does, it, you man. know. It does. I know. And I, and, I, and I get the, you know, how easy the choice is to go from something that has endocrine disruptors in it. You know what I'm like? Ultimately, is it serving my greater good? Mm-hmm. What do we that, find out about this list? Because I, we've been kind of dancing around that, but is there a resource that we could point a guy to about these chemicals? Yeah, you know, I've got a lot of the stuff, and I'm doing a. I'm going to do a whole webinar kind of across the the, the the decision tree here okay. on the man on the man on top. So the man on top, um, and let me see. I put that on uh, low T reboot, low T reboot forward slash low T reboot. So we'll put okay. a link up or something. But man we'll on sure top, you, we'll make sure low, you guys get that. I'm yeah, sorry, go low, ahead. Low T reboot. So, and you know. I'll, I'll have a, a webinar and then an evergreen webinar. You can just go through and watch and then the list of stuff. And, you know, and, you know, I just want to make the macro choices like you were talking about, you know, I mean, if you're not doing something right now, if you're a guy that isn't doing something to, to strengthen your body that, you know, you're not doing something, you're not doing some pushups every day and you got some bands or doing some pull-ups or you're not doing some CrossFit or you're not doing something or you're not swimming or whatever it is you need to do, you know, it, you know, let's just make the call. Do it. Get right? out of the hustle. Do something. Yeah, do something. Do something. If right. you're not, if you don't have a uh, practice in your life, which is some kind of stress management thing, if you're not doing something to gain your mindfulness, take some space back. If you're not spending 10 minutes on your own, be that in some mindfulness meditation, journaling, um, some gratitude practice. If you're not thinking some positive thoughts for a few minutes a day, just do it. Just to, I, you know, when, just to interject there, because, I, you know, when I ask a guy, I was like, look, you, you got to do 200 perfect pushups. Yeah. And, and he's like, whoa, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you got to give me 200 perfect pushups. Like, I can't do that. And I was <laughs> like, well, what if you could take breaks? Oh, well, then, of course. Yeah. 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 I could space them out. And I would have these breaks in there. And I, but I don't, I, I think in our life right now, we don't have those breaks mentally and emotionally and energetically where we unplug and we allow ourselves to recover. And, and so the mind just gets wound up, wound up, wound up. We get duller. We get uh, less energetic, you know, less focused. And, and so think of it in terms of 
you know, how would you approach it if, if your mind was like this muscle that you needed to do 200 push-ups? You would give yourself those breaks so that the best version of you could come back and do better form and be stronger and you could actually have greater longevity. But it's, it's hard for guys to turn that corner and realize, I need to give my mind a break. I need to, I need to set some boundaries around the world and all this shit on my phone and, you know, all this other crap and just turn off for a while and, you know, power down and give my, give my brain some time to reset there. So consider that, consider that guys that really, man, if you, if you want to just have a different experience of your life, find these ways to give yourself five or 10 minutes of these uh, mindfulness, whether it's meditation, there's so many products out there. Um, I offer some at the new man podcast.com. But yeah, just find something. Find something that you can do, some kind of meditation practice for sure. Yeah, I really, I find that sometimes it really helps to start like the training wheels, whether it's a binaural technology or meditation technology. Sometimes those help people give them an anchor to get into some some light meditation. And I think once, you know, uh, once a guy experiences a little bit of the, the the relief in the ground of of some sort of mindfulness or meditation practice, you start to get the taste of it, right? Yeah, tastes good. Yeah, you're like, that. what? Yeah, what the hell? What, what, what have I been missing? And if you look at the craziness that we spun our lives into, the wheel we're on with the PDAs and the cell phones and the computers and all these things, I mean, if we didn't have environmental contaminants, you know, I mean, we'd still be trashing our hormones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this stuff and the stress and the way we spin it up. And the thing is, I think from a guy's standpoint, in my experiences, you know, the guy, you know, a lot of the world will look at a guy going 100 miles an hour and think he's being selfish. And from the guy's standpoint, it couldn't be more selfless. Mm. What do you mean? What do you mean? I think guys are always working on the, I got to give my, to the world. I'm doing, I got to do this for my family. I got to do this for my wife. I got to do this for the world. I got my company. I'm doing this stuff because I'm giving back. Mm. And what they're doing is they wear themselves out on the treadmill and they're giving them the, the world and all the people that are counting them the worst part of themselves, the Absolutely. less part of themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's worn and out. It, it's kind of fear-based. It's like, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to let everybody down. And so they, yeah, they, yeah you to do I'm a really let tough people spiral. down. Exactly. And it's a spiral. And you know, it's like, I, I counsel guys and I talk about it in my books and I talk about it. I said, you know, you want to give the world a gift, give them your best self. Yeah, do what you got to do to bring the yeah. best version of you forward. Yeah, you job one. You job one, dude. You job one. <laughs> if you can get your energy back, if you can start with something good for you, if you can set enough of a boundary to take your space. I mean, what if what if going to train today was the best thing you could do for your wife? I think so. I think I'd see that, you know, when, 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 when my wife does her thing, or I, we just come home and like, ah, hey, how you doing? Like just in this completely different mindset. Um, rather than like, you know, grumbling, uh, I didn't get time to work out or whatever. So So. much, so much better, so much better. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about these things. So I've got simple steps, right? Simple steps. One, we're going to eliminate the sugar and the foods that cause our insulin to spike. So white breads and processed pastas, we're going to get alcohols and juices, just get liquid sugar out of your diet, right? Mm -hmm. Just don't drink it. Just get it out. Um, you're gonna eat. Uh, you're gonna eat meat. You're gonna eat vegetables. You're gonna control your carbs. You're gonna get some sleep. You're gonna. You're actually gonna get sleep. How about that for a Sounds model, right? Good. 
Yeah. I'm, oh, man. <laughs> you know, you're going to train. I don't care if it's push-ups and sit-ups. You're going to train your body strong. You're going to do some positive things. You're going to eat a healthy breakfast every day that doesn't jack your insulin, whether that be some eggs and oatmeal or, you know, I'm a fan of nutrition shakes, you know. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of shakes that are done, you know, not with a ton of berries, something that controls. Um, you know, so that's pretty basic, you know, right? Then I want to throw in to guys – You know, because you are the gatekeeper, you're the keeper of your health. If you think that your doctor is going to manage your lifelong wellness, think again. Yeah, he's not thinking about you. No, if you're not, if you're not the champion, if you're not the guy fighting for your wellness, if you're just going in, the doctor says, yeah, I think you should take this and you just take it without being your own champion. You have to be the informed consumer. You have to be the guy. And so, you know, I have, and that's I different. I think, our, you know, I think I remember my grandparents' generation, like you just did whatever your doctor told you. And it's not that doctors are bad or whatever, but it just seems like you, I don't remember them really being their own advocate. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's changed. You have to be, you have to be the one in charge. Mm-hmm. You have to want to be the one asking the questions. You, If you want, I mean, I can't tell you how many guys that, you know, even if I just want to get a look at what my hormone profile looks like, doctors think they're out of their mind, a lot of them. And they're mm. like, no, you, you get what you want to do. Now, if you're, if your doctors put you on cholesterol lowering statin drugs, I will not get into the whole myth of cholesterol. Although I will say that, you know, you know, I won't give a percentage because I get myself into medical trouble. A large percentage of people on men, especially on statin drugs to lower cholesterols, don't need to be on them. Okay. And statin drugs to directly lower your testosterone in a massive way. And so does he need to need to consider another doctor? How, do, how does he get an opinion, a, a, a good qualified opinion to see if he's one of those guys that doesn't need to be on it? Um, I think that, you know, you have to get yourself informed. It's not necessarily another doctor, but the doctor needs to be able to consider, you know, I mean, you might be the one that asks your doctor, um, you know, I really, you know, I'm 45 years old. Uh, I got on these statins four years ago. My cholesterol is down 10 points or whatever it is. But, you know, I mean, what lifestyle changes could I make? You know, I mean, if, if you look at what statin drugs do, in addition to lower cholesterol, the, the body aches and pains, the energy reduction, all these things that they do to you. I mean, is that a way you want to live? Is that a right. way you really want to live? So if a doctor isn't open to you having another alternative, if he's just locked in what he believes to be right, then you may need to see another doctor, but get some information, get informed. Um, I can do more of that on the low T reboot, you know? Okay. Um, and you know, I'll talk more about this and I do some of this on the crypto report and talking about it too, but I just want, I want guys to take control and know, you know, am I on statins for the right reason? Do I have to be on them? Is there other things I can do um, to control cholesterol? I mean, certainly what we're talking about here is a lifestyle makeover. If you do a lifestyle makeover, you, you know, you're going to probably eliminate any need you would have had for the statins in the first place. Yeah. I don't know how many guys that I've coached that come in feeling like ass and they, you know, they got some kind of problem and the focus is on this thing, this external thing in their life, whether it's their job or their relationship or whatever. And yeah, there's no doubt that that thing is challenging. But their relationship to it, their relationship to it changes when they start making these these lifestyle decisions. And they start yeah. putting the wind at their back. And then they're like, oh, that thing's not so bad anymore. It's actually put into perspective. Um, and, and I don't know how many times I hear this, that when they really address and they get serious, especially when it comes to like intensity training, and uh, the better diet, just those two things right there. It's just, it, it makes this huge shift and um, how they see the rest of the world. So, um, 
I can't imagine what these other things are going to add on top of that as well, especially if you've been on some kind of medication for a while and you have, you know, you're not even aware of how it's impacting your life. Exactly. And you're taking it and there's some inner dialogue you're having that you're unconscious about. And as you start to free yourself of the dependencies on medications and you start to gain that, you know, I mean, it sounds um, almost magical and overhopeful and oversimplified in many ways when you say, hey, exercise and diet, you know, and oh, that's going to cure it all. Excuse me while it cures everything. And then you start getting down to the reality of it. It's like if you, if you ate a really good, largely organic, not religiously organic diet, you ate some good proteins, you got rid of the sugars and you limit your alcohol intake and you train intensely for short bursts of time, you know, not more than a couple, couple, three hours a week in total. And check how you're going to feel eight weeks from now versus how you feel now. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. There's no pill that would actually do that. No, you can't. You can't. That. You can't make that. And the thing about that, ultimately, the domain of your nutrition and your movement and your mindfulness meditation, you put those three things together in the Venn diagram and you say, what's the ultimate domain of personal mastery and control? I mean, the idea that we have any control in this crazy world is an illusion that we like to hang on to. Mm-hmm. But if there is anything that we can greatly influence, if not control, it's inside out, my body, mind, and wellness. But we resist and, it. But this is the turning point. Like you can either go down this one path of just feeling like ass and, and feeling a lot older than your age. Yeah. I think that's the real challenge. It's like, God, I, I didn't think I would be feeling this bad this <laughs> early. Um, and, I know. And, uh, or you can actually get in, get behind the wheel and make these decisions now. And, and like I said, it didn't take a huge commitment, but, um, you will feel a marked difference if, well, uh, if you and, want and to do that. It, and it's the commitment is really, I mean, the investment and the return on it is absurd. I mean, what are you going to gain out of it? I mean, really, I mean, you're talking about reshaping your life and, and, and your wellness. And, and I, I, you know, this comes from the lifestyle induced hormone suppression. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, as I studied this thing for years, I started looking at this and I really was the guy that identified with the help of my Dr. Tom friend that this, this whole hormone suppression model comes from a broken lifestyle. They, they're being sold that it's a cause because they can treat it. People can treat that. And so just like medicine likes to treat symptoms, low T is a symptom, not the root cause. The cause of this stuff is certainly environmental contaminants combined with a broken lifestyle, Mm -hmm. which I include in the lifestyle. If you correct your lifestyle only after, if a guy's going to go get testosterone replacement therapy or something like this, I tell them step one is fix your lifestyle, test it fix your lifestyle, go back in 90 days and review it again and see if you need, if there's something you need to do medically or supplemental or otherwise, you can know or make that decision from a higher perspective point, from a more informed point. And if you needed HRT, hormone replacement therapy at some level, you would need a fraction of what you might've needed before with a broken lifestyle. I think that this is, you know, it's hard to imagine that you could address this without addressing the lifestyle. But a lot of guys will. I think the old model, hopefully it's the old model of, of you know, medicine and, ph- and the big pharmaceutical companies are going to have the solutions for me um, is shifting. But if we, can, if we can help guys just say, look, just try the lifestyle changes. Just try that for a while. Um, I don't know anybody. I, I'm trying to think of anybody that did this and made, made the big turnaround in their lifestyle and still had the big, you know, was still dragging around the big, you know, ball and chain kind of problem in their life. It, it just doesn't happen. I'm trying to think of like any of the guys that I've admired that, that just have their shit together. No one is, is slacking in this arena. 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's I mean, behind yeah. the curtain. It's like, oh, yeah, he eats clean, he exercises, he meditates. It's just this, it's across the board. When you get to know some of these guys that have been on The New Man and, and, and elsewhere, it's just like, oh, they've got, they've got their thing. They've got their version of this dialed down for themselves. Yeah. And we go through periods in our life where we're going to have brokenness, right? You know, we're going to struggle, right? But if you come into the struggles and the things that life fish, d- dishes out to you in a place where you've got some capacity and you have your ground, your fundamental mindfulness, body practices, spiritual practices, you got the elements together. If you Then you've got the capacity to get through it. If not, you hit these things like a brick wall. Yeah. You know, even a speed bump will stop a car if the car's not going fast enough. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well stated. You know, you were talking about the the premature aging. You know, and you know, being in you know in my age category, you know, I I get really conscious of it. And I, I had a funny story this weekend. I'm at my you know son's soccer game, and I'm sitting there talking to a guy. You know, I walk up to a guy that has shaved legs. So being a cyclist myself, I kind of assume he's a cyclist, right? <laughs> I hope you know, or he's a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you're clearly not a bodybuilder. Big fan of dudes, but go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got I got the shaved leg thing, man. I've been shaving my legs since I was 20 years old. Right. Uh, hey. All right. All yeah. Right, you it. know. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. You know, I'll come arm wrestle you for it. So, <laughs> so um, Dollar Shave Club, bro. You know. So um, and uh, and so I walk over and talk to this guy, and he's and we're talking, and he's you know he's a cyclist. He's you know former like Cat One, which is a high level semi pro rider, right? Okay. And so we're talking cycling and stuff. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I, I got my testosterone checked and he's got really low T. And so I started talking to him about what he needs to do to correct some of this stuff. And, and we were talking about it. And I said, you know, when I was in my thirties, he's like, well, how old are you? And I'm like 48. He's like, James, dude, I thought you were younger than me. He goes, I'm 38. <laughs> I thought you were like 35. I go, well, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, but no, I'm freaking 48 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, finding my way, you know, and, you know, I, you know, thank God I don't look 48, I guess, you know, or whatever 48 looks like. I mean, I like to think this is what 48 should look like. Right. Right. I think that's the part. I think there's a part, you know, if we look around, we see a bunch of exhausted guys, then that's the norm. Like our brain somehow says, oh, that's what's where we should be. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that's the saddest part is that we're settling for what we think things should be when, when in actuality, there's just so many of us that are making these same poor choices and we're all dragging ass. But if you, you insert enough guys like you and whomever into that, it, it disrupts it. It's like, wait a second, that's the possibility? That's what's actually possible if I make these different choices and it's really not that much more difficult or you know, it's not going to be that big of a, of, a, of a challenge for me to do. I just got to make different choices. But that's the new norm. I think that's where guys wake up and when they see what's possible. And that's what, I don't know, that's what lights a fire under my ass about well, this. Well, yeah, yeah. And sharing the possibility. I mean, that's what I get when I'm listening to the new man. I'm sharing the possibility of the of what I can do. I mean, I mean, I I listen and I go, you know, it opens me up to new adventures and new things. And I get being kind and gentle to guys in a way that says, you know, don't get overwhelmed by all that you quote unquote have to do. Um, but what looks complex when you start with these simple moves, I mean, I think you said it well when you said there, you know, Rarely, if ever, a guy on the new man who doesn't have the fundamentals in place. Right. You know, and if you want to be the new man, get the fundamentals in place. So where do we, where does he go? What do you, what do you have to offer him? Um, tell us a little bit about the, the uh, webinar. 
Well, what I'm going to do is take a guy through, you know, the, the fundamental big eight, the moves you got to make again. And and I like to move, you know, you get through the 14 day, I like to move into what I call a 90 day lifestyle reset, you know, and there's nothing here you have to buy. There's nothing else you have to purchase. It's simply, here's the elements. And I'm going to talk in this, I'm going to talk about what is, what is hormone replacement therapy? I'm going to talk about the different types of hormone replacement therapy, why guys do it, what they, where they make mistakes. So I will talk more about what happens happens in, you know, I mean, what's the gel? What's the pack? What are the side effects? I mean, one of the interesting things when we talk about the lifestyle, you know, I have one buddy of mine's 53 who was going to a high profile, um, you know, hormone doc, we call him the hormone doc out in Beverly Hills, right? And and he's, you know, he's got his stuff all dialed in. He's got his hormone there watching everything. And he goes back to the doc a couple weeks ago and he's like, doctor looks at it and I mean, his hormones are a wreck. He's like, what? He goes, are you under a great deal of stress right now? Because your tea is in the tank. Everything. So, Here's the point of this is if the guy's under immense stress and taking hormone replacement, his hormones are still a wreck. Wow. So it's not like you can inject yourself free of stress. Right. It's not like you get it like kind of a, a magic pill that's going to take it all away. No, it just actually starts working against you because it converts to estrogen and estradiol and you have this DHT conversion. So you get, you know, you're kind of slamming yourself, you know, you, you can't, you still have to correct or manage the stress and get the life in order. So I'm just going to take a guy through a simple slide PowerPoint presentation webinar to talk about what is lifestyle induced hormone suppression, just as we talked about here. I'm going to set up the, the fundamentals. What do you need to do in your life, step by step? Can you get your, you know, can you take out, hey man, can you go two weeks without sugar? That's your step one. Mm. You know, and what you're going to, why do the two weeks is because that gives you enough time to go through what's going to be your withdrawal symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you told a guy, I want you to go the rest of your life without eating a Twinkie, you know, two days in, he's going to go through some weird withdrawal and go to hell with that. Right. You know, if, if you say, look, at the end of two weeks, as you spoke about, you get this enthusiasm, this possibility. I mean, I felt this good in freaking 10 years. Mm -hmm. So then I say, can you do a 90-day reboot? And a 90-day reboot gives you the time to get at the end of that. And then you say, look, what are the simple things I can do for the 90 days that gets me through this? You know, I mean, I'm not just in a muscle-building, egoic kind of strength-building phase. I'm in a lifestyle reset. Can I get a lifestyle reset that gets me back to a position of strength? Beautiful. And I like it. One of the side effects, you're, you're going to look better, period. You oh, are going to look better. You're going to look at yourself when you walk by the mirror and like, hey, I like that You know, one of, one of the things that happens, and you see it, I see it in guys all the time that are under stress, even the Hollywood guys and executives and stuff, you see them on TV, they get that face swelling. It's an insulin and a stress response and a cortisol response. They got bags under their eyes. Um, I mean, they look like they're having hormone problems. They look like they're under intense stress. Your insulin causes swelling in the body. Insulin is the growth hormone for fat. So if your blood sugar and insulin are all jacked up, you're packing on fat and tearing your testosterone up, you know? So it's just, all I'm screaming for here is a sane, sound, sustainable lifestyle, which puts you in a position of strength. I love the sustainable part. It's not some quick fix. It's not going to be, hey, dude, two weeks later, you're going to be fine and you can go back to eating like shit again or <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's just yeah. like an easy, yeah. let's do a piece by piece because you got to turn, you got to make this turn. You're going to either do it by choice or, or something's going to come along and smack you on the ass pretty hard and you're going to have to do it then. So, um, yeah. but it's going to happen if you're serious about this stuff. So, where do we go? Uh, what's, the, what's the web address so we can check out the webinar? Yeah. So, you know, get in and there'll be an opt-in on, uh, let's see, I've got it at manontop.com. So the manontop.com 
Low T Reboot. Low T Reboot. Manontop.com slash low T Reboot. Slash low T Reboot. Low T Reboot. Beautiful. We'll have the uh, links, obviously, at the newmanpodcast.com as well. Sean, I love your I love your fucking passion and enthusiasm for this stuff, man. It's <laughs> just cool. I mean, this could be really boring. Uh, and it could be just kind of dull and like these numbers and stuff that you're throwing around, but there's something about when you're fired up about this, I, I just get like, yeah, let's do this, you know, let's yeah. get this going. So, um, thanks for shaking things up, buddy. Yeah. Thanks trips. Always great to be on, man. I love what you're doing. appreciate your work. There's so much more to the new man than these interviews. So visit the new and join the mailing list. So you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.